On today's episode, we introduce you all to the world of Nicolas Cage. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. This is my snakeskin jacket, and for me, it's a symbol of my individuality and belief in personal freedom. Oh God, not the bees. Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. What do you think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna save the fucking day. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. How absurd. How in the name of Zeus's butthole did you get out of your cell? How absurd. What's in the bag? A shark or something? How absurd. Well, I think you better pull the trigger, because I don't give a fuck. How absurd. I never disrobe before gunplay. How absurd. Hello, and welcome to episode zero of Caging Greatness. Today, we're going to talk about, you guessed it, Nicolas Cage. And also how Thomas Jefferson was an insufferable prick. With me today are my erstwhile co-hosts, all of whom have recently returned from a musical theater retrospective of the movie The Room called Wiseo Serious. To my right. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. That, that was good. By the way, I, I'm canon. I'm here. I'm excited. The Cajuning is upon us. <laughs> This Pat, and you're tearing me apart, Jim. <laughs> yes! Nice. Oh, hi, Justin. My name is... <laughs> my name is Jonathan. Oh, I we, love this bit already. We like to have fun here. <laughs> and don't worry, none of this will get edited out. <laughs> like, all this shit's going to happen. Oh, yeah, good question. Who's editing this? I'll take care of it. Okay. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> all you guys got to do is show up and be cagey. But not like KG KG. Be like like capital KG. I'm shaking the bars of my cage. Are you a rat? I'm already regretting this. All right. So, despite all your rage, you're just a pat in the cage. You know. <laughs> and thank you everyone for listening to the final episode of Cage. Good night, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> no, but this is going to be a fun thing we're doing. Uh, it's going to be about Nicholas Cage and the movies of Nicholas Cage and the man himself. You guessed it, Frank Stallone. No, Nicholas Cage, sorry. <laughs> that confused. would be a bit of a yikes. Right. That's to shout out to all my Norm MacDonald from Saturday Night Live and the early 90s fans for that Frank Stallone joke. You know, I was uh, watching around that time and I, I don't even get that reference. Uh, he kept... Frank Stallone, star of World's Dumbest. That's as far as I know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where I know him from. The, the uh, talking head comedy show from 2TV. <laughs> I mean, he was also in that movie Fred Claus with Vince Vaughn and serial rapist Kevin Spacey. There was a, a joke wah, wah. there about like the, the joke was uh, uh, famous brothers, so they had Bill Clinton's brother and Frank Stallone as, and one of the Baldwins. I don't remember which. I think it was Stephen. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the lesser Baldwins, yeah. right? I mean, fuck those guys. Good but it, but the question is, was it the least Baldwin? 
you know, I don't think it was the least Baldwin. It was the very, very Christian Baldwin. Oh, man. The one that stars in that Christian movie where the whole message of the movie is that the woman has to forgive her rapist. Was he? I know he was in one Christian movie that had uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it in one of his like first major roles. Well, speaking of Christian movies, wasn't Nicolas Cage in a Christian movie, uh, Left Behind? That's right. He oh. was in the remake of Left Behind, which will be one of our future episodes. That's right. Here on Caging Greatness, every episode will be a different Nicolas Cage movie for your enjoyment. And since he's up to over 111 as of last count, oh, there's going to be a lot of sweet, sweet content, baby. That's mm. right. But today, just as the introductory episode to show you what our shenanigans are all about, our cheeky and fun shenanigans... Uh, we have an interview that was conducted with Nicolas Cage that uh, is one of my favorites because it shows just how insane and yet genius this man is. He truly is the jazz musician of acting, right? He's incredible, and I love him. Skiddly beep 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 bop ba doop ba doop ba That's a that's a exactly good. That's a great comparison, actually. I mean, it make it fits. Well, he actually he he's come up with two different descriptions of his acting style uh, one of which is nouveau shamanistic uh, and the other one is western kabuki and those I are the can see that yeah those yeah. are the most nicholas cage things i could possibly think of so uh we're gonna link the article when we post this episode all over the soch that's what the Everywhere. kids are calling social media Face, these days neck and chest that's right uh, so you can read along with us if you want, but you know we've got some bullet points, and Pat here hasn't had a chance to read the article. He's a very busy man, so he's going to be our, our cage virgin for this article here. He's going to be the POV character. He's going to hear us say things like, uh, let's see, what's the craziest one, but not the craziest one? Uh, yeah, he wants to play Captain Nemo someday. This is true. I yeah. want to see Nick Cage fight a squid with a knife between his teeth. Right? Who wouldn't want that? I mean, honestly, it's about time for a, another remake of 20,000 Leagues. You know, I think it'd be a good time. I think the issue would come in with the fact that Nicolas Cage is, uh, well, he's Italian, but that's still compared to uh, the actual character, Nemo, incredibly white. Because Nemo is not white. Nicolas Cage is very, very white. <laughs> He can so, play the squid. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'd oh. watch that all day. Just imagine like a squid with Nicolas fa- Cage's face just be like, oh. Well, that oh, would God. be, I mean, that would just guarantee my ticket to see my first uh, 20,000 Leagues. I'd I haven't seen any of them. It's good stuff. How many versions have there been? Three, three or four? That's not as many as I thought. I remember the old one that Disney made. I think that's the only one I've seen, and but I was like years ago. You know, honestly, I'm more familiar with Captain Nemo from Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen than yes. I am. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> I have a couple bullet points from the articles, but you know, I, I want to see what you guys thought because Jonathan, you read it very recently, very, very recently, <laughs> very about 15 minutes ago, recently, very, very quickly too. So skimmed it. That's fine. Uh, and Canon, I know you you went through it earlier. Today yes. or yesterday, some point in your life. Yes, I, I, I uh, also uh, skimmed it while watching uh, episode five of WandaVision for the second time. Nice. Such a good show. If, if you're listening to this when it drops, presumably this coming Thursday, provided everything goes according to plan, uh, you need to watch WandaVision. If you're not watching WandaVision, what's wrong with you? Are you yeah. wicked? Yes. This, 
you have a real problem. If you're a fan of the MCU and you've not gotten on this train, uh, buckle up, Buttercup, because shit just got real. Oh, super crazy, right? Super duper crazy. So, uh, did anything... <laughs> And I promise we'll be much more focused when we have an actual movie to talk Making about. Making the, the the very first episode as uh, unaccrued by time as possible. I mean, it's not like this hasn't happened in the history of any podcast ever. Right. Uh, <laughs> our, our mother podcast, Ach, this is the grand tradition of just talking about whatever shit comes to mind regardless of theme. That's what makes it so fun to listen to. Yeah. For some, I'm sure. But as you're saying in an article... Yeah, uh, did anything stand out to you guys before I get into these bullet points? Because it's much easier to riff off of other people than to say things and watch you react, even though we're not filming and no one can see you. I mean, you said you had bullet points, right? Yeah, I'm I have assuming. A list. I'm assuming you have them ranked by craziness. Actually, no. I just no? I wrote them uh, as I was rereading the article, so they're in order. Okay, so if they were ranked, I was just gonna have to throw out there that. Number one would have to be him searching for the holy fucking grail, right? Yeah, that's a good one. Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why he got all that real estate, because he was searching for the holy grail. And my favorite part is the interviewer asking him, uh, are you being metaphorical? He's like, no, no, I'm not. No, it's, it's grail, looking for the grail. And that's why I have lost all of my money. It, it explains why he's been so prolific in the last few years yes. was it 20 movies yeah. in two years well you see he yeah. talks about that too uh, in that he feels better as a person when he's working so he wants to keep working and then right after his, uh, the interviewer says well is it something to do with the money too and he immediately goes well yeah I mean, I need the money of course that's definitely part of it but I also just love to work which I appreciate yeah yeah, because I love to watch him work oh yeah it, it's fucking great would get- you like to watch him twerk though I mean, fuck yeah. I'd like I'd watch those kids do just about anything. That sounds amazing. For, like, as crazy as shit that it, there is in the article, I was surprised that, you know, he's not really a drug person. No. Yeah. Very rarely drinks. Yeah. I was like, good for him, but also it's like, for someone that crazy, it's... <laughs> you expect someone to be at least at one point doing a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, when you read, because I've read a bunch of articles, that he, the interviews he's done, articles about him, he seems like the definition of the word eccentric. Like, oh, he's yeah. not Indeed. insane. He's not crazy. He's fucking weird, but in, like, a really good way. That's why I feel comfortable loving him as much as I do. Because, you know, like, with, for example, Kevin Spacey, who we have mentioned had a, a rape dungeon, uh, he was always very, very private and very awkward. And you could definitely uh, think about the idea that he might have some skeletons in his closet. But with Nicolas Cage, any skeletons he has in his closet, he's already brought them out and attached them to a pole that he's got across his shoulder so he can dance with them, right? He's fucking weird, and he's out there about it, and I love him. That's how he answers the door. Exactly. Side tangent, didn't he buy, like, three copies of Action Comics number one? Well, yeah, he bought one when it was, like, relatively cheap for it, when it was, like, 250 grand. And then that one got lost. Oh, really? oh, only cheap for him. Now. No, no, this was cheap for the book then. And then he bought another one for about $2.2 million, which he then had to sell. Because when he was searching for the grail, which I just said as a sentence in complete earnestness, which just proves why this man's incredible. While he was searching for the grail and buying up all that real estate from London to Rhode Island, 
actually London and Rhode Island. He bought houses there. That's when the housing market went. Oh, so like two thousand eight, roughly. Yeah. So yeah. he lost. That's where he lost all his money. Uh, would make sense. Because the the interviewer was like, "Oh, do you like you bought an octopus once, didn't you?" I was like, "Yeah, but it was like eighty dollar octopus." Like that's not going to turn me upside down. I ate it two nights later. What's the big deal? I was hungry. And he was also like, he, he's like, no, no, like a lot of stuff I bought was, I honestly have an interest in this stuff, so it's stuff I like. So he's defending like his giant purchases. Yeah. yeah. Like the dinosaur skull. Which, if I was making $8 million every 10 minutes doing crappy movies or great movies or weird movies, yeah, I'd buy some weird shit too. You see? I, I mean, I, I, I'm the same way. Like I would be, I would buy some just like out there bullshit. Mm-hmm. Just like, like a, a fucking T-Rex. Yeah. Like a giant T-Rex skeleton. But like listening to the Grail, the Holy Grail story, that makes like national treasure. Canon. Well, one canon. Based on a true story. It's a biography. But like also kind of tame by comparison. <laughs> it's where like truth is stranger in fiction in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Always. And forever. No, yeah. but um. The, the one thing that came to mind when I saw the, the T-Rex skull scenario. Now, the only other uh, time I've seen something like this, is the one in Vince McMahon's office real, or is that just bullshit? I want to say that's real. I think Triple H and Stephanie got that for him for a birthday or something. Okay. Because Vince McMahon's another motherfucker with a goddamn T-Rex skull. Mm. But he doesn't it. deserve it. No, he doesn't. So I think the three people with T-Rex skulls in their house, Vince McMahon, Nick Cage, and Batman. Well, Cage doesn't have his anymore because it turned out that skull was stolen from Mongolia, the country. And when that was discovered, Nicholas Cage, because he is a good person, gave that shit right back. Just a stand-up dude. Like, there was an article yesterday that I sent to all of you in our Facebook Messenger chats because this is what I do with my time where Kat Dennings, star of WandaVision, which you should be watching. Yes. Hurry the fuck up. Pause this episode. Go watch WandaVision. Don't Wait. get on Twitter either. Don't, yeah. don't do it. No, stay off social media. Uh, Kat Dennings talked about an, an audition she went to where her character had to be physically restrained by Nicolas Cage's character, and he felt uh, very uncomfortable doing that. And so he stood across the room and just you know, said, no, I'm not gonna, very respectfully, I'm not going to do that. We're just going to have to act from a distance. And she was like, that was really cool of him. And I was like, you know, that was really cool of him, Kat Dennings. Very cool. So did they, yeah. I'm just like, it was like a force restraint. Just like straight like force choking. But I'm going to from afar. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what she said was going on, yeah. Um, I did, there was something that uh, wasn't in the article mm-hmm. that I just, I just find interesting. I've always found this part interesting. You know, for someone to have... Uh, such to be such a big fan of Elvis as he is, he just goes and marries the daughter of Elvis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna ask, what's the ultimate collectible? His, <laughs> his offspring. <laughs> of course, by the same token, that's not even her weirdest marriage, though. Michael Jackson. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the like seven degrees to Kevin Bacon bullshit or six <laughs> degrees, whatever it is. Yeah, Michael Jackson and Nicolas Cage are uh, Eskimo cousins. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Pat, what are your thoughts so far? No, because um, there's a lot of this that it sort of exists as, as information that I already knew. It's just the conversations, just sort of bringing it back up. Like the T Rex purchase, I remember that from a celebrity 
talking head show. Like these are the flagrant purchases of the obscenely rich and famous, and mm-hmm. the T Rex skull is a part of it. And Johnny Depp's nine foot rooster, same sentence. But yeah. it just really sort of helps me appreciate the eccentricity of him and how he's like a, a for what we can tell, a very positive, earnest person, mm-hmm. and like who just lives his life at his own way and not really infringing anyone else's. Funny you mentioned Johnny Depp. It was Nicolas Cage that convinced Johnny Depp to go into acting. Sent him to the audition for Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage is responsible for Pirates of the Caribbean. But he's also responsible for all that Tim Burton shit. Yeah. You know, you take the good, you take the bad. Yeah. All while playing Monopoly? No, I, the the right Monopoly story was, uh, that was uh, fabrication. They already knew each other uh, at that point. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, also, there's one thing that, that he said that I, you know, in my own life tend to agree with uh, for me. And, and let me go ahead and say, if you're having issues with your mental health, uh, you need to make sure to visit qualified professionals. And if medicine helps you, then take the medicine. Whatever you need to do to make you okay, that's what you should do. Uh, and Nicholas Cage, he, he suffers from depression and he calls it melancholy, which I get. It's just a, a flowery way of saying depressed most of the time. Uh, the old-timey way of saying it. Right. And uh, you know, he doesn't want to take medicine because he's afraid that it'll mess with his acting. Which, you know, for him, I don't know. It, it might. But it's just it's an interesting thing. That's a very uh, old way of thinking about things. But, you know, I, to be honest, I've had that same concern, too. Also, I can't afford psychiatry. Welcome to the United States. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. But, like, hear me out. I know in the article he said he is anti-drug and respect yes. it. But what if he found the right one and we're just getting, like, 10% of what Cage has to offer? What, like what he, if we give him the limitless pill? Get out of my head. I was just about <laughs> to say that. We give him the fucking limitless pill. And I think he would become an eldritch whore. I think that's not a good idea. You know, Hollywood, I know y'all like remakes and shit, and I'm saying this as a fan of the Limitless film. Haven't seen the show. Didn't look that good. But remake Limitless with Nick Cage. Well, speaking of eldritch horrors and Nick Cage, you know, he did do The Color Out of Space recently. That he did. Which uh, is incredible. And that's definitely going to be high up on the list of things we do sooner than later. Hell yeah. yeah. I've been I've been looking forward to that one. Same here. It was good. I, I that was uh, I watched that with a girl I was dating at the time. It was the first thing we did together. And there was no hanky panky or nothing. We just watched that movie. We're like, "What the fuck is this? This is incredible. I don't know what's going on. Why is everything neon? I love it. Is that Tommy Chong? What the hell? You know, it was yeah, he's in it. Ooh. Hell yeah. Oh man. It was a good time. It's no so. Netflix and chill situation. It's Cage and Engage. I love that. Go. That makes me happy, the thing you just said. Copyright, you say it, you owe me a fucking TM, 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 TM. We're at episode zero when we already have Cat's Phrase and Merchandise lined up. Oh, that's right. Sound bites for days. Sound bites for days. Going to have to remake the theme song. So, yeah. Uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. And uh, we will be doing this every week-ish. 
every every week to two weeks. Every yeah, every week to two weeks. We're gonna try to stay on a weekly schedule, but you know, life is a thing, yes. uh, and it sometimes fucking hates us. Like sometimes it's work. Sometimes you get you know t-boned in front of Taco Bell. Well, that sounds oddly specific. Yeah, I'm being oddly specific right now. Yeah, that's very specific. Yeah. Hashtag happened to me. <laughs> well, uh, I know what a lot of people in this city would say. You should have gone to Taco Casa. Well, I wasn't going to Taco Bell. I was just so happened to be driving down the road. Oh, Taco, well, Taco Bell hates you and cursed you. I mean, I, I've, I've fucked Taco Bell. You've taken so much from me and also given me a lot of bullshit. I mean, an actual shit. I was about to say, know. like, I was expecting diarrhea to be the thing you said. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting well, off track. Our local <laughs> fucking Taco Bell sucks. That's all I'm getting at. I, 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 like, I, I, I was just about to. I was going back to the Taco Casa point. It's like, I've never really had bad digestive problems at Taco Bell, but Taco Casa will ta- fuck your asshole. Taco Casa will give you the fucking Hershey squirts. It, this is a very local reference for everybody <laughs> out there. It is a, um, <laughs> it is a Mexican restaurant. It's Redneck Del Taco. In in Alabama, I mean, accurate, so yeah. yeah. So if you if you're not familiar with that brand, it's a very local, it's establishment. Right. And if you want to know more about it, just ask actress Sela Ward. She's from here. She mentioned it in an article once that she misses Taco Casa. I know that because Taco Casa had that shit plastered on their fucking walls for like ten years. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. Sela Ward, best known from. Uh, well, I saw her in House for a while. She's, she's Dr. House's ex-wife. Oh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't know this person. Yeah, it's a good show. You should watch that show. Oh, I'm not, yeah. Uh, it's just... It's on Amazon, I think. There's so many things. I'm behind on all the things. Except WandaVision, which you all should be watching. All of you. Except for, you know, the shitheads who, you know, don't... Like Martin Scorsese. He probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Scorsese... Uh, hmm, Scorsese. He's Make a old. movie less than two hours... He can't. Good luck. He's, he's impo- it's impossible for him. Also, he, he has been clocked saying he enjoys uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. So, uh, gotcha, bitch. I mean, to be uh, fair, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> to be fair, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 1 and 2 especially are masterpieces. A hundred percent agree. Good shit. Yeah. 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 Hopefully they'll be in the new movies. The new one with Tom Holland, which is going to explore the multiverse, oh, which yeah. spins out of WandaVision. That's the episode that today is Cage is Awesome and Watch WandaVision. Yes. This is actually a WandaVision podcast where we talk about Nick Cage sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly it. We're going to stretch this out. It's like, how many movies has he done? Over 100? Every episode, even like, you know, if this lasts like five years, have you watched fucking WandaVision yet? You see the movies that you saw? It's because of that. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. had nothing to do with it. That's right. <laughs> I love it. This is the greatest episode, and we haven't even done a thing. Right? This is our best episode ever, you guys. This is our it's all downhill episode. from here. All downhill from but here. Still, oh, yeah. you're not wrong. Right? Oh, it's going to be great. And that's why this one's going to be so quick, because we're just talking about how much we love Nicolas Cage, and we're trying to whet your appetite, people. We're trying to get you ready. We're trying to put you in the mood for Cage. And this is where the boys to men starts. Are you ready for Cage? Hey. I'll make love to you like you want me to. Is that even boys to men? Yes. Thank God I was right. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I was worried there for a second. <laughs> Woo! Keeping it in, baby. Oh, 
fun times, you guys. <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to end episode zero of Caging Greatness. Uh, I want to, again, thank you all for listening to this ridiculous 20 minutes or so, whatever it's been. And we're excited to have you, and we hope uh, that you'll stick with us when we actually have a movie to talk about, as opposed to just the greatness that is Cage. Uh, and as a quick aside, before we say goodbye for reals, he knew exactly how ridiculous the Wicker Man was. He was in a fucking bear suit. And punched a woman. He wanted to be burned. <laughs> he wanted to be burned in the bear suit. He thought that would have been hilarious. And we're going to talk way more about that when we get to Wicker Man. That's going to be oh, a good man. day. That's that. Oh, that's best episode. I'm calling it right now. <clears throat> but yeah, thank you again for listening, everyone. Uh, everyone, please say goodbye to my right. It's that cannon guy here. You can follow me again at that cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, even though I don't do shit on there. Uh, same on YouTube. You can check out my old shit because I haven't posted anything new in forever. This is Patrick. Thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name and my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-I-B-O-Y-24 and John Ownson 12 on Letterboxd. And I am your erstwhile host, Justin Snipes. You can follow me at Captain Chimmy's Kinda Art, Captain Chimmy's Almost Music, here on Caging Greatness, or at my store, The Comic Strip, here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Thank you again so much. We'll see you next time. And always remember, never let anyone cage your greatness. Do we want to uh, say what the movie's going to be for next episode? We don't know. Oh. Are we still recording? Yeah, I can edit this keep, out. Keep yeah. this in for me. No, we're not going to keep this in. I already uh, said the tagline. I'm a machine! Oh, I'm a machine! Said the tagline, though. Whatever. Fine, I'll say it again. This is all <laughs> staying in. We don't edit shit around here. You see the real, authentic... No, no, no. We're, un- we're, no, no, this, fuck this. this. this in, Unedited, uncut. I'm in charge. This, this podcast has been circumcised. Stop trying to cage my greatness. Okay. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. How absurd. How in the name of Zeus's butthole did you get out of your cell? <laughs>